Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, the founder, financial educator, financial coach, and budgeting expert at Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest, girl, say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get started with paying yourself first and learning how to manage your finance like the boss that you are, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies? A free financial wellness checklist at bossofmymoney.com. Now, it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea and join me in today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, financial educator, budgeting expert, and the founder of Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest. Girl, say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get clear about where you stand financially, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies? Stop by at bossofmymoney.com slash minicourse. Now, it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea, and join me in today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. I have some really exciting news for you. So throughout the month of September, I am going to be publishing a podcast every single day. I know it's crazy, right? So I've decided to give myself a little challenge um, in the month of September um, to do a daily podcast episode. So every single day, you're going to get a fresh podcast episode published to you. So if you're not already subscribed to Boss of My Money podcast um, channel, please go and do so right now. When you're subscribed, it just means that you will get a notification that a new podcast has been published. So the month of September is quite special to me because I always see it as a month of new beginnings. So this month, I am theming September as um, Start Fresh September right? So I want you to see it as a month where you get to start afresh on your goals, on where you're at, on your financial journey. You know, we have a few months left till the end of the year. It's not late to catch up on your goals. It's not late to even start your financial journey. You don't have to wait till January. Please don't wait till January because there's so much progress that you can make right now in the month of September. So come and hang out with me on my podcast, What's Up My Money?, You can listen to the podcast on all major platforms or you can um, listen to it on bossofmymoney.com slash podcast. I'm really excited about hanging out with you and bringing you fresh content every single day throughout the month of September. Now let's get back to today's podcast episode. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Boss of My Money. This is episode number 33. And in today's episode, this is actually a question and answer episode. And this is part one of a three-part 
series on answering your podcast questions. So um, I'll be answering the questions that you recently asked me um, on Instagram. So in case you didn't know, you can send me your podcast questions over to me on Instagram as a DM, or you can email support at bossofmymoney.co.uk. So as you know that I love answering your questions Asking questions is so important in growing our knowledge and overcoming misconceptions. And trust me, there is a lot of that in personal finance. Another reason why I love answering your questions is that it allows the podcast to be conversational. So I get to understand more about where you guys are at, what goals you're working on, and also the type of challenges that you are facing. So my goal for this podcast is not just to give you information, but to give you tools to take um, action with, you know, that you can make progress with in your financial goals. So the question that I'll be answering today is teaching kids about saving money. How young should a parent start to teach? So my response is quite meaty, hence why I've decided to um, answer each podcast question as an individual episode, because the questions that I was asked this month, um, I didn't really, I wanted to give it justice by making sure that I covered all aspects of that question. So when it comes to teaching kids about, you know, money, how to save, how young you should start. I think that you should start to teach kids about the value of money as early as they start to ask for things. So while kids are under three and may not understand the concept of money, you can begin to teach them how to look after and value their belongings. You can also teach them how to share um, and how to be a giver and not just a receiver. You know, sometimes kids just have this whole thing about me, me, me and want, want, want and receive, receive, receive. So you can start to teach them, you know, from under three, just the the value of, you know, things and being able to look after their toys. And it's not okay to just dash things everywhere or to spoil things. You know, you can begin to teach them the concept of that. You can let them know from early that it takes work and effort to make money. Right. So let them understand that it doesn't just drop from the sky you know, money just doesn't appear like that. The things we want just don't appear. Our toys just don't just appear because we want them to. But as a parent, you also want to be careful with this because you don't want to instill that slave to work mentality in your children. You just need them to know that to get money or to buy things, that a type of exchange has to take place, an exchange of time, an exchange of money, skills, business, value, whatever it may be. But you want them to understand that money doesn't grow from tree from a tree, you know, that we have to work, we have to give of our time, we have to exchange a skill, etc. in order for that exchange to happen. You also want to incorporate financial education into their everyday life and make it fun. So I'll give you a recent example. So I was with a, a family, um, a family, a young family member the other day. She is um, 10 years old. And um, she said something, you know, we were just having an everyday conversation and she said, oh, this is too expensive. Right. And something about that really just caught my attention. And I was like, OK, this is a perfect opportunity to talk about that. Like, what does she mean by this is too expensive and what kind of mindset is she 
developing around money and the price of things, right? And so I said to her, I said, oh, you know, like, why do you think it's too expensive? She said, because it's a lot of money and I don't think that I can afford that. I said, okay. I said, well, rather than saying it's too expensive, is it okay for you to use a different kind of language to express that? So rather than saying it's too expensive, you know, it means that she's going to grow up with feeling like she can't afford things. And we don't want children to start developing that type of mindset at a young age. So together we came up with a new way of saying that. So instead of saying I can't afford to buy things or this is too expensive, rather what she could say is that, oh, this price is not what I expected. And by saying it that way, it means that she's not having a type of belief around, you know, the price of a thing and she's not exempting herself from being able to afford it. So I'm sharing that example because, you know, you don't have to like sit a kid down and be like, right, today we're going to talk about money and this is what you're going to learn. Literally use everyday life, you know, everyday things that they're doing in order to bring about money lessons. And obviously, as they get older, you can begin to teach them about prioritizing things that they want, right? Letting them understand the difference between needs and wants. It's not everything that we want is a need, and it's not everything that we want that we can have. The best way to help kids learn how to save is to teach them the concept of paying yourself first. And anyone who is an avid follower of Boss of My Money knows that I go on about paying yourself first, like, any opportunity that I have, because it's how I have learned to save um, and invest and also achieve financial independence. And what you want to do is from early on, you teach your children the pay yourself concept. So for example, if they get £10, you need to teach them that they need to give 10%. If you are a religious person and you go to church, then that could be that they give 10% tithe. And this can take place as early as that child starts to receive money. You you are telling them that, you know, it's good to give, that, you know, what they've given, what they've received has been given to them by God. And so we, as a Christian, we give back 10% of our tithe as a way of giving back to God to say, thank you. I acknowledge that what I have is been given by you. And in me not being greedy, I'm going to give 10% of what you've you've given to me onto the church. So you teach them the concept of tithing. And then you also teach them that another 10% will go towards saving. And this could be saving to a toy that they want Christmas, um, something that they may want to get themselves for birthday. But you just teach them the idea of saving. Even if they don't know what they want to save for, just get them to save anyway. And then you want to teach them the concept of investing, right? So teaching them that When you invest, you're getting your money to grow, your money is doubling, you know, compound interest is working in your favor, where that one pound that you've put away in a week's time can become one pound 2p. And then that one pound 2p will grow to become one pound 50p. And that one pound 50p will grow to become two pound. As as a parent, you should open up a junior ISA for your kids anyway. So you would be teaching them about investing in their junior ISA. And then the 70% is what they'll have to spend. So whether they just want to spend it on a toy or a meal, a happy meal, whatever it is that they choose, they can then spend that 70%. This way, they get used to not thinking that, you know, 
that all they have is to be spent, right? That they only have 70% to spend. If you're not teaching your kids the pay yourself method, they're not going to learn how to give. They're not going to learn how to save or to invest. They're always going to think that whatever amount of money they receive is all for them to spend. And you can start as early as you want. You know, the, it's easier for them if they start young because it means that they are embedding that mindset and that behavior into who they are as a person. You also want to talk them through any savings and investment accounts that you have. So tell them why you save. Why is saving important? Why do you invest? Why is investing important? One thing to remember is that kids learn a lot from observation, right? So it's important that um, they see what you are doing. Don't just tell them because you tell them, but they pick up more from what they see you doing. And not just them seeing you do it, but having that conversation around what they see you doing. You want them to see you make financial decisions, right? So as parents, you know, parent a parent will buy a house or they will buy a sofa or renovate the kitchen or have money to buy, you know, Christmas gifts. And they, the kids don't understand like the process of that. How do you decide how much to spend? How do you decide what to prioritize on? So have conversations around the decisions that you make about money with your child, whether it's a good decision or a bad decision, um, be open to having that conversation with them about money. So whether you choose to talk to them about money, like I said, they're going to see what you are doing, right? And although they're going to grow up to have their own perspective on things. So I know a lot of people who are like, my parents were really good with money. My parents saved, they invested. Hence why, you know, they were able to achieve financial independence so early. But I am so bad with money. Why didn't I pick up, you know, the things that my parents did? Because they set a really good example. And it's just a part of life. You know, it's, it doesn't mean that because you grow up seeing a type of behavior, good or bad, that the child is going to pick that up. But what I say to my clients that say that to me is that, well, the good thing is, is that you know what to do then. Right. So you just have to make the choice to do what your parents did because you saw what they did. You understand what they did. You can see the benefit of what they did because you're telling me that they are now financially independent. So all you need to do is literally um, mirror and duplicate what they did, mimic what they did into your life. Right. And build that into your habit. So it could be that although this person saw their parents doing these things, they weren't encouraged to practice um, those types of behavior, right? So even if you're great with money and your kids see that you're great, have the conversations with them and help them to put that into practice from, you know, early, early on. Because then once they, so as a parent, you are responsible for giving them the tools, right? And the children are responsible for putting the tools that you've given them, you know, into practice later on in life when they start university when they get their first job and when they start their careers. Don't blame yourself as a parent if you've given your children everything that they need, the tools, the education, and when they're older, they decide not to put it into practice. Don't like hold on to that guilt as a parent. It's not your fault. They are adults, so they get to decide what they want to do and how they want to do it. And if you've given your child the tools and, you know, they're not putting it into use and they keep coming to you when they're older and begging you for money and you know that they are just not being responsible, then as a parent, you're going to have to step back and let them 
learn life lessons the hard way because some kids will not learn you know life lessons the easy way if you keep bailing them out of situations then they're not going to learn they're just going to keep coming to you you know as a parent to keep bailing them out so for older kids when it comes to giving allowance you can begin to teach them about the concept of work and earning money right so i am like 50-50 with giving them allowance because Allowance is almost like welfare, right? You're just giving people, you're just giving them money because you're the parent and they're the child and they want money, so you're giving it to them. I don't really believe in that when it comes to kids, but I do believe in giving them pocket money and pocket money is something that they earn based on the chores that they do, based on their behavior and the responsibilities that they're given within the household and the way that they're to contribute, you know, within that family unit. So teenagers, you can begin to teach them about various, um, for example, you can give your kids a set of chores and be like, you know, when you do these chores and when you do them this way and when you're not being rude or when you're not chatting back or when you're home, you know, on time, the time that I've given you, then you will get this amount for your pocket money. For every rule you break, I'm taking away two pound or I'm taking away five pound. So they'd get to decide if they will get um, their full pocket money or whether there'll be a reduction. I just think it's good to teach kids the concept of, you know, earning money, right? And this is another tip that my husband actually, um, you know, gave me to share on this podcast because I was I was actually going through, you know, the answers that I was going to give. And, and he was like, another thing that you can teach kids is teach them about the various avenues of making money, especially teenagers. even. If they're seven years old, you know, you can start teaching them about the concept of making money, the different avenues of making money, teaching them about um, having a business, having a side hustle, teaching them, them about entrepreneurship. Even if they don't want to be a business person or get into business when they're older, these are skills that when they learn, they get to still use in their career or in the area of work that they want to go in. So the idea of being creative, right, um, being innovative, coming up with an ideas, solving problems, coming up with solutions that can help people better their life. The idea of customer service, how do you approach people, you know, how to sell, um, how to price, you know, what you're offering, having a business plan, etc. So it's never too early, I don't think, in a nutshell, to teach kids about money. There's just different aspects of money that you teach them depending on what age they're at and also it just depends on how savvy your kid is right there's some five-year-olds that are money savvy they're very aware you know I have um um a friend whose son is um seven years old and he is money savvy like he has a bank card so he understands the concept of you know where to keep money he understands the concept of having a piggy bank and having savings so it really depends on how money savvy your kids are and also your financial situation Um, but I would say there's no like particular age to start teaching kids with money as a parent that's just a decision that you make based on your circumstance based on your where your child is at Um, so yeah so I hope that my very meaty answer (laughs) has been of value to you and um, if you are a parent please do share this podcast with um, any parents that you know and if you're not a parent share it to all the mums, all the dads, all the parents that you know, um, 
you know, just so that we can all begin to help our children to have a great future. It's not just about them going to school, you know, going to uni or college or whatever, or doing an apprenticeship, you know, learning how to earn money, but then we're not giving them the tools on how to manage the very money that they're earning. So thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. Be sure to check for um, part two of the Q&A for this month. So as I mentioned that I will be releasing a new podcast episode every single day in the month of September. So be sure to come and hang out with me and send me your questions as well so that in the next Q&A, I'll be able to answer them. Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. If you would like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Send your questions to esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took the time to also rate and review this podcast on Apple. Stop by at bossofmymoney.com for more details on how to get started on your financial journey and start mastering your budget. Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. And if you'd like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Send them to me at esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took the time to also rate and review this podcast as well as share it. Stop by at bossofmymoney.com for more details on how you can get started on your financial success journey. See you again on the next episode.